Welcome back to New Amsam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office with individuals who are doing things creatively. On this week's episode, I'd like to welcome Nelson Ward, who is an author on the rise. How's it going, sir? Going good today. Yeah, where are you calling from? San Angelo, Texas. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've never been to San Angelo. I've been to the major cities like Austin, Dallas, uh, San Antonio, but not San Angelo. We're right at the edge of West Texas. <laughs> okay, I love it. desert. Okay, desert life, yeah. Well, here in L.A., we don't get rain. That's the closest thing I can say to that. <laughs> uh, but let's get down to brass tacks. I'd like to talk to you about your collection of short stories, The Visitor. Before we even get into what's inside the book, let's talk about how you came about writing the book in the first place. What was the first moment when you said, this is something I have to do? Well... I had a long-term career with an insurance company. And as I got toward the time of retirement, I'd had a long time desire to do some writing. And so I started planning ahead, trying to come up with some ideas. And once I retired and had the time to do it, I put my time and efforts into this little book of short stories. Mm -hmm. Primary, the main one is the story called The Visitor, mm -hmm. and it's a science fiction story. Uh, the idea that I had about writing that particular story was that I wanted something that was family-oriented. I wanted it to be entertaining. I wanted it to be clean, and I wanted it to be something that would be enjoyable for the public. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tried to come up with as far as the, the premise of the story. And then once I got started, I just kind of let it go where it wanted to go because that was really the first time I'd ever tried to write anything of any length at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, fortunate for me, I thought it turned out Pretty decent, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. Well, well, pretty decent is a bit of an understatement. Uh, but let's talk about the, the blending of genres, because it's science fiction. You did mention that, but let's go through the premise as well. I mean, it is kind of like a suspense, a family thing at the same time. How do you juggle all those genres to t tell a really compelling story? Well, that's just kind of the, the part of the world that I live in and the way I grew up would be very similar to the family in the story. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of rural type folks and uh, have some knowledge about what's going on in, in the world, but yet enough innocence to be amazed at things that happen. And that's kind of what the visitor is about is uh, we all wonder, is there really somebody out there and the visitor is just my little take on that. What if this could really happen? Or what if it did really happen? Uh, seems that we uh, lost uh, Nelson for just a moment. It was a very sudden drop. Hopefully we get him back here in time. Uh, we were talking about the visitor, a very scientific story about an extraterrestrial that lands and lives among a family and uh to me it did warm my heart quite a bit because if i was that alien and i landed somewhere else i would probably be doing like 
you know, nefarious things, debauchery, if you will. But uh, Mr. Word is committed uh, to making family level uh, entertainment. So we're just here waiting for him to get back here on New Amsterdam Radio, and uh, we get to talk about that too. But The Visitor is available now on all different bookstores. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc., and it is a collection of short stories. Now, if you guys know me, uh, Flobo Boys, or when I do write I, under the pen name F Flobo Boys, I do have a collection of short stories of my own. I know how hard that is. Welcome back, Mister Word. How's it going? Oh, we lost you there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're back. So about the visitor uh, and about that story, you mentioned before that you really wanted to make uh, something that was family friendly. And, and I wondered what was the impetus behind that? In your opinion, has, has entertainment strayed too far away from family values? Well, so much of the science fiction things that I read or see on TV or in the movies, a lot of it's very violent. A lot of it has... Uh, a lot of wording that I would not approve of, and a lot of it is just not suitable for your younger readers or viewers. And I was trying to get something that was kind of the happy medium where everybody that had a part in it might enjoy it. And that, that was the reason for doing it that way. Absolutely. So let's talk about the writing process. Do you write when the inspiration strikes? Do you slice out time every day to write? How'd you go about piecing together this one? <laughs> I had a pet dog at the time who has since gone on to dog heaven that was very close to me, a little female uh, Yorkie. And, and she and I would sit out on the front porch late at night and that's where we did my writing mm -hmm. and uh, it was just my quiet time and uh, what I found out is it's a lot harder to write than one might think yeah I uh, this being my really my very first serious experience at it I thought I could breeze through 10 or 15 pages a night. Well, I soon learned that that was not the case. I was lucky to get two or three pages a night. But as long as you just keep with it, it'll eventually mount up and get to the point you want it to go to. That's very uh, poignant advice. Now, a lot of uh, guests on the show uh, have been authors or, or aspiring to be, and it is a it is a process. It's a grind. And as Ernest Hemingway once said, writing is easy. You just sit down at a keyboard or typewriter and bleed. So uh, the fact you finished it, <laughs> it's always good. I like to read a passage uh, from Act Four of The Visitor, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so this is when uh, Al, the uh, the the life form is uh, hanging with the family. And so it says, Sam and Carol had began to learn about Al, his likes and dislikes. He liked to eat cheese, crackers, and tuna. He did not like meat, vegetables, or dessert. Doesn't like dessert. What kind of alien doesn't like dessert? <laughs> um, so my question is for you is, how'd you go about crafting something that wasn't human? Like, how'd you decide the pull of likes and dislikes and motivation for something that's beyond this world? Well, <clears throat> really just imagination more than anything else. Uh, I tried to think about what would I do if I was all of a sudden placed in a situation in a different planet or a different city like that. Uh, what would my reaction be? 
And I was just trying to put in words some of the things that I thought I might react to or that I might think about were the situation reversed. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to, to pull from experiences and all that. And The Visitor is the lead short story in its collection of short stories. And uh, what was the idea of saying, you know what, this is a cool story, but I want to have other tales from other parts of the, the writer's psyche to complement this? How'd you go about curating the collection of stories that ended up becoming The Visitor? Well, it started out prior to writing The Visitor. I had, I had been working on writing my autobiography. And what I found out when I sat down to work on my autobiography, I thought that I would be lucky to get 10 or 15 stories from my past, my youth, or my parents to put in this autobiography. But what I found out was every time I wrote a little vignette, it would cause something to generate another story and another story. And it's kind of like peeling an onion. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, so when I wrote the autobiography, I wound up with a lot of little stories. And so when I started on this little book of short stories, it worked the same way. Every time I wrote a little vignette, it would generate another thought or a track that I could go to to go to the next one. And mm. so I just kind of followed my nose to try to come up with some things that that were interesting to me. And I was hoping, of course, that even though some of them are very short, uh, a half page even, some of them, that people could take their time, read them, think about them, and hopefully they would find some meaning in these little vignettes. Oh. I just thought about that, or oh, I've thought about that before, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. So, uh, you know, that was that was the uh, uh, way I went about it. I don't know how other people do it because I'm new at this, <laughs> uh, which is kind of a a plus, really. Sure, there's a whole lot I don't know, but there's a whole lot that I don't have to worry about making mistakes over because I don't know anything yet. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm I'm a firm believer in that. Like it's it's one thing to to say, hey, look, I'm willing to learn. But then if you uh, try to over educate before trying it, then sometimes you get like kind of paralyzed and not create at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I, I had the par- the privilege and pleasure of writing three short story collections myself uh, with three different kinds of. In- styles and interpretations for different audiences, I should say. Uh, I had to, you know, work the courage up to have some of my beta readers and my friends and family go through it. Did you have that same process when you were finished with the manuscript? Did friends and family read it first or did you go right into saying, I'm going to get to an editor or right into publishing? What was the writing process right after the manuscript was done? Well, my wife looked at it. She's the only one, really. And uh, she was very encouraging. Yeah. And, um, then I took it to have it kind of typed and proofread by a friend that we know. And she kind of edited it for me, but really no comment about the stories themselves. Okay. Uh, really, I, I haven't gotten far enough with it yet to get much feedback. 
uh, I'm hoping that this process of putting the book out for sale will do that so I can get some uh, encouragement and or uh, critique from the public out there that are interested enough to buy the book. Absolutely. Uh, the visitor is available now uh, wherever books are sold. And as someone who was born and raised in Brooklyn, my favorite short story, besides the visitor itself, was the day hell came to breakfast. Uh, I was 16 years old on that fateful day uh, when the towers fell. But you're not just an author of the written word. Uh, the, also, the other collection, Inmatic Symmetry, takes into an artistic direction. Tell me about that. Well, I've done doodles all my life as long as I can remember. A few years ago, after I retired and had a little more time, I decided that I wanted to put some of those down on paper just to see what they would look like in a finished form. And I did, and my wife's brother is a computer guru and he helped me put them together to clean up my drawings and make them look pretty. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what this uh, second book is. Is a, Actually, it's, you call it a book of designs. And uh, uh, that remains to be seen whether there's any following for that kind of thing or not. But the people I've shown the preliminaries to have all liked them. But I guess it's a question of whether people like them well enough to pay for the book or not. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, what goes through the process of selecting what makes the book and what's going to be held for future collections? How did you curate uh, what was in this one? <laughs> well, it's real simple. If I, I guess you'd call it a portfolio, I've got about 13,000 drawings. Wow. I picked out 200 of them to put in the book. And I've got plenty left over for other books if the first one should be successful. So it's a trial and error kind of thing. Plus, which you don't know it and uh, Ray doesn't know it, I've also previously uh, published five books of photography. Oh, wow. So I've got... Uh, my interests then are photography, writing, and drawing. So uh, I could go either direction, I guess. And yeah. gives me something to do in my dotage. Now, this may be a personal question, but how do you find the time, sir, to do all of these things? Well, I don't know how I ever had time to work. That's uh, that's the comment I hear from a lot of people that are retired like I am. Uh, plus, I have a really good partner that takes care of the things around the house, and I don't have to do them. So I can spend my time with my projects and uh, greatly enjoy doing so. Yeah. And is there anything else on the horizon uh, besides the, the written word in your, in your photography expressions? Well, the the most recent uh, project or hobby that I have is refinishing uh, old trunks and cedar chests. Now, that's a completely different thing. That's more, you know, 
eye-hand coordination, and uh, also something I've never done before. But the answer to your question is my my long-range plan is once I get these first two books printed and out for the public, uh, I do want to do a coloring book mm. to put out for the public uh, on the based on the the designs. Uh, because coloring books uh, come in all sizes, all genres, and all forms. And so I like to get my designs out there for the people and see if they might enjoy using that as something that they could take those pre-printed designs and color them and come up with something that they think is attractive, something they enjoy. Oh, so oh. that would be my next project, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I was uh, dating a girl at one time that was so into those adult coloring books and would spend hours just shading and, and having the world's worries wash away. Uh, here on New Amsterdam Radio, we always ask our guests about days off. Do you believe in days off? Do you work a little bit every day? And if you do do days off, what exactly do you do? No, I I don't work by schedule. It's just basically whenever the spirit moves me. Mm -hmm. If I've got other things that I'm doing, uh, family things or these wood projects, I just leave the writing alone for a day or two and then go back to it. I don't think I can force myself to be creative. Mm -hmm. it's, it's more a matter of letting it come to me instead of me trying to go to it. That is advice for life. You know, don't try to force it if you can't. Uh, you know, people are probably listening to your story now on the show and they may have the idea of writing or saying someday, someday, someday. Do you have any advice for them? Any kind of words of encouragement? Absolutely. Start right now and don't give up. It's not going to happen till you try it. It's kind of like playing the lottery. You can't win if you don't have a ticket. <laughs> There's dropping nuggets here on the show. New Amsterdam, we're the podcast for creatives. I'd love to have you back in a future episode. Well, thank you for your time. You've been very gracious, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks.